This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hear ye, hear ye, gather round, adventurers, for a tale of wondrous adventure and terrible tragedy. My name is Alex Wilkes Payne, I use they them pronouns, and this is Stride with Pride. Hello and welcome back to Stride with Pride. This episode we are talking about something that I am very interested in. We're talking about D&D, Dungeons and Dragons, and sort of why it's become so prevalent in queer culture recently. I specifically have noticed it. Maybe it is because I've gotten into D&D in the past six months or so, and so I've had more exposure to it, but I think the intrigue goes a bit deeper, and, you know, I, I thought there was sort of some deeper, deeper things involved with it that draw the queers to it, so I have interviewed a few people who play D&D, queers, um, and they're going to tell you a bit about what drew them to D&D, and how they express their queerness in D&D, and why they think queers are drawn to D&D. Um, so we're going to explore this idea together. Just as a note, one of these was recorded from Wellington, and so um, there is a little bit of a hum in the background, and it's a little bit echoey, so uh, if you think something's wrong with your headphones or speakers, um, it, it's not. That's just the audio. But onwards we march. So why don't we start with you guys just introducing yourselves. Hi there. My name is Alcuin, and I am an androgynous aerospace person whose pronouns are she and they. Hi, uh, my name's Frankie, I go by they them pronouns, and... And I'm Olivia, and I also go by they them pronouns. Hi, I'm Alex, I use they them pronouns, and I'm non-binary and queer. I'm Elliot, I use they them pronouns, and I'm non-binary and aerospace. Alright, so I'll start by asking, what drew you to D&D in the first place? So I'm drawn to Dungeons and Dragons because you can do anything in it. And I mean literally anything. You can go through into other planes of existence, fight dragons, get married, own property, destroy castles, bring down the patriarchy, and make your own system of government. And that's all before you hit level 10. I first came to Dungeons and Dragons in New Zealand because, well, I needed friends. And I ended up with a gaggle of gays. So we both we both play D&D, um, but... Um how I got into it uh, specifically was I had a bunch of a bunch of friends who listened to a podcast known as The Adventure Zone, which is by the McElroy brothers. Um, and I started listening to that. And then I discovered uh, another web series um, called Critical Role, which is um, also D&D. And it is very fun. And I enjoyed it a lot. And I saw through that the kind of the amount of representation and the amount of freedom that the characters and the players had to just kind of be who they wanted to be and have fun and it was just so much fun and such a good time um and from there i was like yeah i I would like to do this please more of this um yeah um i first found out about it through that show called stranger things um like i knew in real life it wouldn't actually be able to summon demons but um yeah it just looked like so much fun but i knew no one who played it or talked about it um and so i kind of just went to the internet and tried 
to see if there was any, any way to play online or like through an app or a website or anything like that. Um, but because I knew so little about it, I had no idea what to Google or even like when I did find something, I had no idea what I was looking at. Um, and so it was kind of hard to figure out on my own. Um, but then eventually I got into a relationship um, and he played D&D a lot. And so he kind of showed me the ropes. And ever since then, I've been playing like almost every week. What drew me to D&D was that I, I had sort of heard about it before as sort of this thing that nerdy guys like nerdy white boys did in their mum's basement that was the stereotype that was associated with it especially within 80s movies and 80s stuff so stranger things as well um but i had heard a lot more about it sort of in the general consciousness um maybe around 2018 or so 2017 2018 and i started getting more into it and especially one of the creators that i follow was part of, or is, is still part of a podcast um, group, an actual play podcast of D&D and was promoting it. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll give it a listen. It's called Trials and Trebuchets. It's really good. I, I really love it. Um, and it, it sort of introduced me to all the mechanics of it and it got me really wanting to play it for myself. And then... I had a lot of people in my community around me starting to talk about it and say that they played it and I I kept wanting to be like, you know, I want to play this as well. And then eventually I saw a thing on a Facebook group. I don't even remember where, but I saw it on a Facebook group saying like it was like a intro to D&D thing and I said to um the group that I was in at the time, "Oh, I want to go." And then one of the other people in it who was still part of the party now (laughs) um he said that he wanted to do it as well and so we went together and it sort of went from there but what keeps me hooked the most is i think the freedom to explore whatever you want and however you want um obviously within limits of the players and the dm but it's just there's no if you want to try out different things there's no constrictions around that and it's really just up to your imagination and I I really enjoy that freedom. What first got me interested in D&D was my friends talking about it in high school. The majority of my friend group was queer and a bunch of them played D&D and I got interested in it when they were talking about making characters although I didn't start playing until this year. I also started wanting to play it after listening to um, some D&D podcasts, like specifically (laughs) The Adventure Zone, and hearing how they got to use their characters to express themselves and build a story, and how you could incorporate queerness into those characters made me really want to try it out. That's pretty funky. Okay, now, how do you personally express queerness through your characters and through playing D&D? I express queerness in my characters, um, primarily through making them non-binary. Um, for example, Crook, my, uh, my orc necromancer, she uh, is a woman, um, well, non-binary woman, but she talks like this. 
So I like to sort of bring a very, very different mashup of the various genders together to um, create different flavours of non-binary. Drasilia Stoerden, on the other hand, is very proper and rather androgynous male. Um, so he's on the other side of the androgynous spectrum, as it were. Most of them are predominantly asexual, um, unconsciously so, considering I made both of them before I realised that I was a race which is quite funny now that I think about it. It's a little bit funny. It appeals to me um, as a queer person because of the, the freedom of expression that I get through it. Um, my favourite part of the game and how I do express my kind of my place in the LGBTQ plus community is character creation. Because in D&D, you can be whoever you want to be. There is no limit. There is, you can create anyone, anything any gender, any sexuality, just, it's amazing. And it's so wonderful to be able to do that, express my gender, express myself um, through this medium where there is no negative connotations. There is no consequences, no ramifications. I, I can just create a character that is as much or as little of myself as I want it to be, and there will be this world where that character is accepted, and I, I think that's beautiful. And yeah, that's that's how I personally express my queerness in D and D. Um, yeah, when I first started playing was way back when I thought I was um, straight and cis, um, and so my very first character was straight and cis, but. Um, she kind of embodied a part of myself that I didn't really get to express in real life because, um, like, in real life I come across as, like, kind and gentle and everything, but my um, first character was kind of a badass, and so it was really fun to be able to express that side of me through that. Um, and then as I kept playing, um, it was... Like, I started going through the journey of kind of figuring out my sexuality and my gender identity and so through the game I got to kind of experiment with different um, like representations of myself like I got to um, play as a male character um, which was really fun um, each of my characters is, is like a different part of me separated into separate characters um, and so yeah it's just really cool to be able to be someone else who is also like myself at the same time. I express queerness in my characters in a multitude of ways, uh, both in gender and sexuality. So all of my characters are, yeah, no, I think all of my characters are some form of interested in women. Um, um, women, pretty. Um, <laughs> but um, I always have this element of queerness in the sexuality of my characters, mainly not even labeling them a sexuality, just having them be able to interact with the world in a fluid way and stuff. And I find that really, really cool that uh, you don't have to label it. You can just do whatever you want, which is, you know, useful for me in who identifies their sexuality as just queer because they can't be bothered dealing with like really specific labels because that's just too much effort at this point. <laughs> but I also, um, I think all of my characters have had a different gender. Um, and the first character I made, I did make female, which was really interesting to play with at the start for me because, you know, I'm non-binary, I use they-them pronouns, um, 
but Novara, she's she's just a cis woman, um, wood elf bard, um, <laughs> and she. It was really interesting when I started playing with her because I would. You know the the way that we play D and D. You're referred to as your character's name and pronouns. Um, so you say like, "Oh, Naivara, she goes over here and does this." Um, and when people are talking about your character, and um, they sort of talk about you in a way, and and it's not obviously they're not misgendering you, but for me, when I was hearing she to start with, I I it was really hard to deal with at the start, um, and I actually really did consider just changing the pronouns of my character to they um just so it was easier but as as time went on I sort of I don't know if it was getting more used to the role play of it but I was able to lean into the character because there was the separation between the character and myself um and I leaned into that sort of into the character and so the dysphoria that hearing she her about me would have caused it it wasn't really a thing because there it was she her for my character I don't know and and it also really let me play into sort of expressing the quote-unquote feminine side like what is you know feminine and stuff but you know uh express this femininity that I don't tend to express in myself because you know I'd be misgendered or something you know and I, I've made a bunch of different characters as well. Um, I have Valdran, who was non-binary. Um, I say was because I don't really play with them anymore. But um, they were really cool. It was good to play as someone that used they, their pronouns, and they were dragonborn, so they didn't really look like a gender. And I didn't choose a, whether they were AMAB or AFAB. I just got to be like, they're non-binary and not have to deal with any of the social constructions around that, which is really freeing, to be honest, which is what I, I like most about D&D, I think. Um, and then I my character that I'm playing at the moment is a, I think, a cis dude? Yeah, yeah, a cis dude. He's a small little baby cis dude, and it was really interesting to have the he-him pronouns being used for me, sort of back to the she-her thing, but in a different way. Sort of in the way that if someone says he, him for me, like as a person rather than the character, I'm like, oh, that that's not right. But it, it's different in a, it's a different not right than being called she, her is. Um, but again, it's the leaning into the character pronouns and just being the character, embodying this different way of being, I guess. And then I also have Serenia, who's um, a disaster bisexual, is a she, they, and I can't wait to play her she's a sort of sailory not quite pirate but she's a water genasi druid and i can't wait to play her <laughs> and i also have fossil who's my purple non-binary tiefling archaeologist um i think wizard druid um but more leaning into the sort of stone rock druid bit and i love them and i really I just have so many characters that I want to play them and I just explore with gender that way and I just like to flit around with all of that stuff and it's just so fun to be able to make all these characters. Like, I mean, in Sims 4, I always was just playing with the creator sim rather than the actual playing. Um, so, you know, 
It really translates to D&D getting to make all of these characters. I really enjoy it. <laughs> For me, doing that meant when I made my D&D character, <laughs> projecting onto it a whole damn lot. <laughs> like, you know that meme with, like, the car dealership and the guy slapping the roof and it's like, this character can fit so much projection. Um, like, for example, my character is non-binary and a yes agender and uses they them pronouns. <laughs> They're a robot, which is, which fills me with gender envy. Um, <laughs> D&D sort of helps me, like, explore my gender in that way. I get to use my character to explore different ways of expressing myself and also in designing the appearance of the character I can figure out I can explore in that way as well what I think looks good and being able to use D&D to sort of learn more about how I identify and also create this completely different character from me and build them into this universe and interact with the other players and just be queer is really nice. Also, the D&D community has a lot of queer people in it in general. There's so many other people out there exploring their own identities the way I am with their characters. And there's also a lot of overlap with neurodivergent and mentally ill and disabled people, as well as queer people, and that makes the community a really cool place to be, where a lot of us can relate to each other and explore those parts of ourselves and our character. There's also the, the something that's also really interesting is that you can also create characters completely apart from yourselves, instead of just projecting all of your <laughs> gender and orientation and mental illnesses onto your character you can like you can create a character with who's completely different from you and that can also be kind of freeing all really cool answers now why do you think queers as a whole are so interested in D&D like it's sort of become a whole phenomenon especially on TikTok why do you think queers are so into D&D being able to do whatever we want be whoever we want to be without any real consequences because it's a fictional world made for us to just play which is like really nice to be able to escape the real world of responsibilities and consequences um so yeah I think a lot of us use it as like an escape when we just need to be ourselves yeah I think that is the appeal to most queer people who play D&D is the sense of escapism that you get that you can just become another person yeah. for a few hours each week and it just uh escape a world that is so cruel sometimes into something that is just a fantasy world where you can go and fight some monsters with your friends and I think that's really really the kind of the big appeal. I think queer people are so drawn to D&D because of the amazing amount of freedom you get to create your own story and explore who you want to be and express it however you want and there's just no consequences for it and especially if there would be consequences for it in real life it's a safe way to explore sexuality gender um 
with with your friends, you know, with people who you know are gonna not care or support you, you know. And I also think it's because of the really high importance placed on found family um, within D and D. So uh, with the party itself. Um, in character and out of character, because you're working together to solve all these puzzles and all these problems, and it really just builds such connection. Um, and I think that's really appealing to queer people. And there's so much variety of things to choose from, and you have such freedom of your story and what you make of it. And yeah, for people who don't necessarily have that in their life and don't have the freedom to explore that, I think it, I think. That is a huge draw, but also like it's really fun. It's just so much fun, and uh, you know we queers love to talk a lot and to do silly voices and hang out with our friends. So you know who wouldn't like that? Makes sense to me. So a couple of you are DMs, dungeon masters. So sort of the god of the games that you play, the the one who runs the games. <laughs> How have you and your experience DMing, how have you seen your players express their queerness, and what's that been like for you to watch? The group that I DM for is exclusively queer. Yes, exclusively queer, and that has been really beautiful to see how everyone there, because everyone there is gender non-conforming. Yes, everyone there is gender non-conforming. To to see everyone bring their ideas of their own gender into play within the game has been absolutely beautiful. We've got somebody there who is playing as a gender nondescriptive robot. We've got somebody else who's playing as a cat boy masquerading as a cat girl. And we've also got a trans woman who is playing a very, very beautiful high elf lady. Um, but beyond just the gender rep, just the way that everyone there is working sort of as a as, as, a, as a found family, there's really like dynamic going on with it, um, with all of the, the the needling and the looking out for one another that you that you, that you get within um, those those family dynamics. Um, it's beautiful to see everyone just come together and be able to properly be themselves within it uh, when they might not necessarily be able to be that in their everyday lives. So for me, being able to see those players, those characters in my world expressing themselves, it is. It's such an honor. It's so wonderful seeing these people being able to just be unapologetically themselves. And for me, it means so much to be able to create that space for them, create that haven, that escape. Um, because yeah, some people just, you just need a bit of Dungeons and Dragons. It's just, it just happens. Um, but you can, there's also like, it's not just kind of, um, your sexuality and your gender identity, or those, those, although those can be kind of big factors, you can also just you can create like new relationships and like make friends and f there's like found family and you can explore different areas of yourself that you didn't like think that you knew and it's just a wonderful, wonderful kind of resource for being for self exploration because as Liv said earlier, each character you create, no matter kind of like how different from them you think you are there's always like a little bit of yourself in there and and it's wonderful it's wonderful just being able to just explore yourself um as well as other people so much through this kind of this fantasy fictional universe 
Well, thank you guys so so much for all coming in and lending your voices to why we think the queer community enjoys D and D so much. And I think there's been some really good、uh, reasons mentioned,、uh, something to stew over. But、um, mostly, I think it's because it's fun. You know, anyone can enjoy it. But、um, yeah, I think queers specifically get a kick out of it because because of the escapism and just the community nature of it. It's so so fun. But now for the creator spotlight. This week, I'm actually going to spotlight a podcast that I mentioned. So it's called Trials and Tribuches,、um, and that's available on all podcatcher apps.、Um, and it is such a beautiful D and D podcast.、Um, it's just so fun. The role playing is amazing. There's such an intricate world and world building, and I've I've sort of recently gotten to the point where I'm like. I finished all the episodes, so I need to wait for each week for a new episode, and it's just like ah. But each week when a new episode comes out, I'm like yes.、Um, but anyway,、uh, there is a queer storyline in it, and、um, the person playing the queer storyline is in fact queer, so it is very realistic in terms of that.、Um, but it is set in this sort of wizarding school sort of thing,、um, very.、Uh, Reminiscent of another magical school that we know of, but it's not like Hogwarts at all. Okay, <laughs> they make sure to mention that、um, it's set in Wildcliff,、um, and they go on all sorts of adventures, and they discover hidden plots in the school,、um, and sort of the history of a bunch of different powerful magical objects and elements, and they go to different planes and have wild misadventures that schoolchildren really should not be having. <laughs> um, but it's a wonderful time. I really recommend it,、um, as well as all the other podcasts that have been mentioned.、Um, so specifically, Critical Role and The Adventure Zone, very good podcast. Highly recommend. Check them out. I'm not entirely sure of the queer content of Critical Role or The Adventure Zone,、um, but I just know that a lot of queers listen to them,、um, and they come highly recommended. So <laughs> check them out. But that is all for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it,、um, enjoyed learning a bit more about D and D. If you don't really know much about it, but、um, highly recommend it. It's so fun. It is so fun. But other than that, I hope you have a fantastic week, or you know, however long it's going to be till you listen to the next one. Have a fantastic day, afternoon, or evening, whenever you're listening to this. You are a splendid, amazing person who can get stuff done in your day. And you know, even if that stuff is drinking some water, I'm proud of you. Okay, you deserve to take care of yourself, and you deserve to be loved. All right, see you guys next time. Don't forget to spread your joy. Bye. For more episodes, use the AccessMedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices, or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand on air.